Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Thrilled to welcome you to another episode of Zach's Speakeasy, where you can step behind the bookcase, hear some inside stories, and all about drinks of choice. Now, your host, Zach Hilton. Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Zach's Speakeasy. I am Zach. Follow us on Instagram, Zach Speakeasy, and Untapped, where we rank beers and such. And you can figure out what kind of taste we like. And that's exactly what's going to happen with our special guest, Ezra Peterson, today. But before we get to that, a couple of things. Follow us on Facebook, Throw Me Podcast Network. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Throw Me Podcast Network. April 2nd, we're doing a live watch-along to WrestleMania this year, the first night. So you can watch WrestleMania on your big screen. You can pull up on your phone, our YouTube, and watch us watch WrestleMania. And we give our thoughts, and we're going to play games and give out prizes. And it's going to be a great time! Make sure you check out all of our shows, The Mr. Wonderful Show, The Review at Rob Show, and Hunter's Podcast, which just returned for its 2022 season. All big things happening in the world of Throw Me Podcast Network. So let's get into the show really quickly. I want to let you know that there is some breeze, some wind blowing in this episode, we decided we wanted to go outside and record it. It was such a nice day. Spring was among us, and uh, the wind was a blowing. But honestly, I listened to it. It's a great conversation. It's no problem. You feel like we're with you. So go to your back porch. Go to your uh, front porch. Just walk about in the world at a park or something. Listen to the show. We'll you'll feel like we're right next to you. That's how this episode. Uh, feels. So anyways, let's get into it. Ezra Peterson, my guest on this week's episode of Zach Speakeasy. And I have a lovely guest. It's been a while since I've seen you. And ironically enough for this podcast, it was a total wine the last time I saw you. Oh my gosh, it was. It was. Yeah. Um, I have a lovely friend on the show. I've worked with him on many of projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's actually featured in Killer Reunion Bro. He is uh, the one, the only, the mighty Ezra Peterson. Welcome. It is so good to be here. Oh, it's man. so good to be anywhere, really. <laughs> but it's it's good to be here. Yeah, here, not under. Not under. Right here. But here. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I actually was excited because of, like, I feel like you were my number one, like, booster to do this show oh yeah because once once i was putting it out there because i was always like oh, i can't wait to actually just talk to people yeah. and do it in this kind of setting yeah you were like go-getter number one of being like i can't wait to listen to this yeah. so i want to thank you personally well, of course for that's pushing awesome me to do this well i know the uh you know things happen and things slow down and then you know other things in life happen that you know Things I, I when I first met you, this is what you were doing a lot of actually. Yeah. Uh, so, and I know that you loved it. You loved t- 
talking to people and yeah. just getting to know them. So I'm glad that you're back into it. Yeah. Full time. I know that you and um, I know that you and um, you and the lady did the the horror um, podcast yeah, for a still, little while. Yeah, we still do it. Yeah. It's, it's just we transformed it into a season thing. Right. Because I don't. I mean, like it's really weird, and I don't know if you've ever. You knew I was a pro wrestler at one point. I did, yes. And, like, I kind of carried that into my Haunters podcast, mm. that kind of persona where it's like, oh, I'm wearing horror shirts, I'm doing all the horror things. Right. So there was a brief point in my life where I felt like, am I goth now? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> having an identity crisis. Yeah, I was. Like, pretty soon, and I'm glad I had the intervention before I started wearing the choker. <laughs> but I do feel like... Before you know, had a taste for blood. <laughs> yeah. like, I was watching a lot of Vampire's Kiss. I couldn't stop. Uh-huh. I was becoming yes. a Van po- Vampire porn, as we call it. <laughs> no, but that's, that's interesting. You know, actually, also... One thing that I loved about your episodes previously mm-hmm. was I got to learn a lot more about you. Like yeah. when you were talking, t- uh, when you were talking to Mr. Steele about how mm. you kind of got started out in a couple of your solo episodes, you were talking about where you came from and your career as a wrestler. Right. I found all that really interesting because I didn't know a lot of that about that. Yeah, it, it does, and that's what exactly like being here is. Is like I know a lot about Ezra. But I don't know what got you to the point of where you are in your career. Right. What you were doing with other projects and stuff. So yeah. before we dive into that, we do have a lovely thing called the drink of choice. We do. And you sent me this picture. <laughs> and it's kind of apropos. Yes. Everything. Actually, I need to grab a picture. Yes, you should. We... This is this is serendipitous. So I was at um, I was at the good old uh, uh, grocery store yesterday. Yeah. And I, and I was kind of stressing it a little bit because I was like, what? I would like to provide the drink of choice. Yes, and I, I was appreciate like, you. What am I, what am I going to get? Mm-hmm. I, like, I knew, I knew what you like. Mm-hmm. But this is what's really useful about untapped. <laughs> <laughs> so I could go on to untapped and yeah. I was looking at a lot and I know that you love the Virginia beer um, yeah, uh, company. Yeah. And so I was like, I could do that. I was like, I mean, he, he has that. I do all the time. All the time. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's a safe bet, sure. Mm-hmm. And then my eye caught this, and I was like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. called Pop Fiction. Mm-hmm. It's from Solace Brewing Company. Uh, they are uh, a Virginia, or is it a West Virginia? I can't remember. Right. I did look it up, but I, I've Local already forgotten. Look, it's Sterling, Virginia. There Sterling, it is. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, I thought this was perfect for us, and I looked on your untapped to make sure, yep. and you hadn't checked in, <laughs> and you told me that it was new to you, so I was like, ah, perfect. This is perfect. So you got a Batman glass? Yeah, that's what really is exciting. I've got a Superman glass. You came out with a Batman tumbler and a yes. Superman tumbler, and that's the most us. Yes, it is. That we could be. Yes. Now, now this is an IPA. Yep. So I am just as a virgin of this as you are. Right. That's how you say it, right? <laughs> yes. I'm just as virgin we, as you. Yeah, you've, you've cracked open my can right. for the first time. <laughs> um, but the the cover of it, awesome, because yeah. it's a playoff Pulp Fiction. Totally. 
And totally. we have like a silhouette-ish, like faceless Uma Thurman. Because, Uma Thurman, you know, right. She doesn't want to get, you know, sued no. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a, a lawsuit waiting to happen when you look at it. You know what? I give beer companies the most credit because how all of them are They do. It. A lot of them do. Really? Um, you like, know that? Well, I see uh, like a... Uh, uh, smart mouth stuff. Yeah, I'm always like, you guys are teetering on the edge of, yeah. but uh, the, you know, it's smart. It's that's cool stuff. Oh yeah, like well, going back to VBC, at one point they did a uh, Bill and Ted one. Right. They did a collaboration with somebody. Oh, okay. And then they did an Iron Man, like, their logo was mm. the, uh reactor. I was like, this is awesome. And this is probably the only time you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it off the shelves real fast. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Here yeah. we go. It's golden. It's nice. It's cheersy. It is. Mmm. Mmm. It's happy. That is a hoppy IPA. But that's not bad. That's a, that's a really good standard IPA. I think. I think so. Solace Brewing Company. Yep. And uh says Cairo Pop, original blend Cairo hops. Don't know what that is. Yeah. Sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. Cairo. I'll Cairo. Have to look that up. I like that the writing on it also looks very script. Right, like which is like a, I'm yeah. Telling you. Yeah. Like brewing companies get it. They're nerds they do. like us. Yeah, um, that's the thing. They're all now being owned and operated by guys our age. Right. Who grew up with the same stuff we did. Isn't that weird? Like, I know. It's when you catch up with the old oh people. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a bar with my wife recently. Yeah. And it was like the kind of bar where you're like, you know, oh, it's going to be a bunch of old people there. And you look yeah. around, everyone's our age. And you're like, oh, oh. we're the old people We've now. Up. We've I'm Cocoon. Up, right? <laughs> I'm cocoon. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! But yeah, no, it's wild when I look back in the day, and I feel like <laughs> nobody had a good like beer. Like it was always Bud Light, Budweiser, Miller's, right. and all that. And those are fine. And they're fine. They're fine. We all grew up with that. Yeah, like, yeah. But I just feel like in today, like these kids are just blessed with how much fun. Yeah. Like with the total wine, like you could go in and just find. Different yeah. things. From different countries, too, which yes, is also cool. You can, stuff. you can try stuff that, you know, normally only people who traveled would would come back and say, oh, I, the beer in Europe is amazing. But right. now, like, we can experience it to some extent. Right. And that's so cool. You know, my whole thing is there are some people who are all. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. There are some people who are really snotty about um, craft beer. Yes. And what I mean by that is this both ways mm -hmm. there are craft beer people who are like i'll i don't drink bud light they're real snotty about it snooty right. Right. but then there are some people who are snooty about craft beer. craft beer who are like i won't do craft beer yeah i'm a working man you yeah. know working class it, it, you know what beer's great yeah beer's it's all beer. you have Fine. you have selection yeah and you can stick to what you want and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. why poo poo on other people who like to enjoy Right. A craft beer. It doesn't make any sense either way. I have that problem at my 9 to 5, as we'll call it. Yeah. Um, there's a guy I work with. He only drinks Bush. Yeah. But for some reason, whenever he <laughs> thinks I'm drinking craft beer, yeah. it's a cider. Yeah. Like, he's automatically like, oh, I don't drink your apple seltzer drink. I'm a Bushman. And I'm going to be like, pal, you understand my beer has more alcohol content exactly. than what you put in. Yeah. And stronger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stronger. Buddy. And it tastes good. Yeah. Why limit yourself? Yeah. It doesn't mean you got to, like, go all nuts with it. No. But, you know, look, I you mow the lawn. 
yep. after a long, hard day. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, you mow the lawn and you're sweating. There ain't nothing better than just a plain old simple light beer, yep. a bush, a milk, whatever. Right. That's great. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I'm going to camping, mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm going to buy a big case of cheap beer. I'm yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to drink a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it. It's a long night. Yeah. And the daddy's got to get Exactly. <laughs> but if it's like, you know, if you're going out with friends, you're going to a friend's house and you know that there's someone who also enjoys, show up with the nice craft beer that, you know, they can yeah. try. I, there's, that's, there's room for that, too. Yeah. There's room for both. Just have fun. Actually, going back to this, I mean, I know we're still on this. But, yeah. But last week, I went to a friend's house because it was their birthday. Mm-hmm. I brought a pick six from Kroger. Oh, nice. I'm also cheap. Sure. And I'm only spending ten bucks, but uh, <laughs> but it was all things I knew they liked, liked. or wanted to try. So yeah, I, I picked four that I was like, "Ooh, this is a risk." Yeah, game. and then two that were mine. Right, like, I was like, "I love yeah. these. Good luck." Yeah. So it's like it, coming to a dinner party with a bottle of wine that you know right. they're going to enjoy. It's the new bottle. It's the of new wine. bottle of wine. Show That's up, fantastic. Show up with some beer that you think everybody can 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 try. Exactly. Yeah. Especially them kids. Not yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? You you brought out these perfect tumblers and I kind of want to get into this okay. first. You gave me the Batman. Yes. You gave me the Superman. Yes. Or you the Superman. Yes. You're Superman guy. I am, yes. Overall, that's your more favorite. Superman. I would definitely say Superman's my favorite. Yeah? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Out of, in Being a grown-up as a fan of comic book, even film... How are you feeling with what you get on television, movies, and stuff like that? Like, again, going, I mean, it's like craft beer, but a different version. We are in a threshold of love. Yeah. Comic book age. Yeah, it's, um, there's no shortage of content. Yeah. But, um, is it quality is the question. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, um, it's there. Yeah. And but you want more? Uh-huh. But it, okay, so sometimes nerd fans are the worst, right? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Do you remember just a couple of years ago, Star Wars fans were complaining about there being too much Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> How could you complain about too much? Right. Now I do believe that there is such a thing as maybe, you know, uh, saturation. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe Star Wars was guilty of that. I don't know. Okay. But DC's got a whole other... I don't want to say it's a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it's, you know, this is this is a, a topic that's been discussed yeah. over and over again amongst uh, fans like ourselves. Absolutely. But for me, from where I am, look, um, the Snyder... I, I still have not yet seen the uh, Snyder Cut the of Justice League. Cut? Yeah, okay. yeah, I just... I like to be able to watch a movie in one sitting, if possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. that's half a work day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you clock in. Yeah. I, so I've just not gotten around to it, yeah. to be honest. So I yeah. can't really express an opinion on that. But, you know, the CW shows are great. I like the CW mm-hmm. shows. The the Superman and Lois TV show. I haven't checked it out yet. I, I really like to. it. Because it's got this really great balance of superhero stuff with family yeah. drama. And yeah. I think that it, it, it really successfully blends those together Mm -hmm. so my wife and i watch it together and it's great to see another side of the superman mythos where it talks about you know what if superman has issues being a dad and he's got to like figure out how to be a dad and learn all these things while he's at the same time a superhero it's really kind of cool yeah exactly (laughs) i enjoy that 
you don't get that with Batman. And I'm not saying that's a knock on it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's a whole other type of... Well, his family's dead. His family is <laughs> dead. <laughs> so you're not going to get that you're family You're not going to get that on. family drop. And when you try to infuse that in Batman, it never works. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, there was always this whole, like, they called it the Batman family, you know, yeah. Robin, Batgirl. Like, he Night does have a lot. Yeah. But it always feels, he it always feels like this phony family that yeah. he's, like, creating around himself to, like, make up for make the up fact for that the his parents ones. are dead. <laughs> right. Wear this way. Wear this. <laughs> Martha! Now, you're my daddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, perfect. But you know that doesn't really work with the Batman show. Yes. So those yeah, are yeah. Batman show is harder to do, I think. Right. Because there's you don't get that family element. Right. But you know it, I. But to come back to what you're saying, for me, Superman was my first window into movies and in general. Right. Superman the movie I was watching when I was first walking. Like right. I've been a Christopher Reeve fan of those movies my pretty pretty much my whole life. Right. And that very much opened the door into other things that eventually led to my love of, of movies. Getting it. Oh, wow, really? So, oh, yeah. So, Superman is the gateway for me. That's a perfect That's gateway. how it all started. Because you get, you, you get great filmmaking. Yeah. Because no matter what you say about the film, it is shot well. Donner was amazing at it. And then the score with Williams oh, yeah. was top-notch. There was nothing like time. it. Yeah. At the time. Yeah, Nobody but, made a superhero movie like that. What was it, 78? 78, yeah. 78. But so it was being a, made in 77. Yeah. So, you know? I mean, it's a year after Star Wars. Right. So, like, at that time, it was just a golden age of new blockbuster. I would argue that Close Encounters, Star Wars, and Superman, those three movies created a whole new genre of the summer blockbuster. Yeah. And they both also ushered in this era of, like... You know, we had just gotten through the dark 70s, you know, mm-hmm. Godfather, Easy Rider, yeah. dark movies. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, yeah. great example, yeah. Like, audiences were craving, you know, things sucked at the time. Inflation yeah. was high, jobs were being lost, oil prices were really high. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's oh almost God, as I'm if things <laughs> things go in, go in cycles. cycles. Right, yeah, 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 but yeah. then that means that just around the corner is a perfect... Uh, environment for light-hearted movies to, to really make a comeback. Right. And I feel like we could be on the cusp of that, I think. Yeah. As things get dour in real life, those movies make a comeback where you're just like, oh, I just want to feel good right? after this movie. And you feel good after Superman. It's yeah. exciting. You know, you're like, even though you know he doesn't exist, but you're like, man, but I really wish he did. Yeah. Because things really could be great with someone who can just, you know, solve some of these problems. Yeah. You know, in a very unrealistic, you know, obviously well, if you, and right. I like how the Snyder films are like, well, what if he did exist? Mm-hmm. People would be a little bit concerned. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the alien. I liked that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that. you can introduce those other elements, but I liked what the Donner films were. It's just like, yeah, but what if it's just great? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy's just picking up a cat. What if it's just great? <laughs> Do you have yeah. a favorite? Is it one? Is it the original? Stone? Yeah. Did you like um, two? The I loved two. I grew yeah. up with two as well, um, and I really loved three. I grew mm-hmm. up with three, and then four came out. I remember when four came yeah. out actually, and saw four in the theater and loved it. You yeah, hear that I, age where yeah, everything's good. There is no bad yeah. movies. 
everything's great. You know, I didn't really but, realize how bad it was till I was older. And you're just like, yeah, no, this is objectively a bad film. Oh, buddy, I was watching Mannequin Two on the Move last night, and I was like, Mannequin as a child, two. I adored this. Yeah. And like, there's still this little piece of me that's like, it's not bad. It doesn't no. matter. I don't care what anyone says. It's not bad. This and T-Bull Two are my jams. <laughs> But yeah, like, even for, like, Superman, and I'm not going to lie, if there was a way they can restore it, fix the green screen kind of stuff, yeah, 4 is not bad. It's, you know, it, it, it suffers from a whole lot of elements. The reason why it's bad is because of a bunch of stuff that were happening around yeah, it. The like, filmmaking. The filmmaking. The yeah. producers were cheap, and, you know, it, yeah. it just... It was a canon film. <laughs> I also think it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the one that sunk it. Yeah. Like, that was like, the final. Yeah. Right. The final uh, nail. Uh, I they, they did that great documentary about On canon. Netflix. I yeah. love that documentary. That, that was a good one. Uh, but I think that, um, and also the, the concept that Christopher Reeve came up with was a little lofty for a mm-hmm. Superman movie. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, there's some great moments in it. Yeah. Like, I, you know, the Sun Man battles with him and the Sun Man, they're cheap and cheesy, but yeah. that was the first time since Superman 2 that you saw Superman fight somebody. Yeah. And, you know, people love that. You know, you want Superman to punch something. Right. Right? So, That's his point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this gets you into movies. Yeah, lifelong love of it. And then, like, do you end up going to, a, like, a film school? or Not like... at first, no. So... When I was in high school, I, uh, I, th- I knew I wanted to be a creator somehow. Like, so I always thought it was going to be a writer. I was going to be a writer. Books, stories, I, I didn't know exactly. I didn't think filmmaking was... I didn't know what that was right. in terms of like how do you get into that to, as a career or what right. those jobs even are. Right. I just knew I wanted to be a writer. I was creative. I knew I wanted to be involved in, in storytelling. Right. Right. So... In high school, I found out that the Virginia Beach Tech Center had a, a TV production class oh, wow. that you could take as a high schooler. So you know, it's a it's you know it's a vocational school. So yeah. you go there for you know uh, you go there for car repair, all these other kind of vocational um, you know careers that you can get into. Right. Trades. And I'm watching trades. Yeah. yeah. So I'm watching this. I'm kind of like, okay, we're in this. It's an assembly, mm-hmm. and they're like showing kids doing TV cameras and stuff. And I parked up in my chair. I'm like, what's this? Right. And they're like, yeah, these kids, they make their own TV shows. They learn all about the television production industry. In fact, this video that you're watching was made by by these kids. And I was like, you gotta be. (laughs) Like, you guys can do this? Like, I could be involved in that? Sign me up. So I did the whole process, signed up, and then I, um, you know, uh, submitted a letter to like explain why I thought I was good for the program, and it turns out that the teacher handpicked his students based on this essay that you write. Oh. He only want because he got to choose his own class. Right. So he's like, I want to. If, if your letter speaks to me, then I think you're right for this class. He's not going to take a tourist. You know what wow, I mean? Right. Right. So I totally got in because I told him this whole story of like <laughs> I loved Superman as a kid <laughs> and. I love watching movies, and I used to, like, I told him that what I started doing was I was playing with my dad's camcorder and making action figure movies. Oh, man. So I had been doing that since, like, you know, fifth grade. Right. Just like, uh, we tried to do stop motion, but it it was horrible. Oh, I... So instead what we did was we'd hold the camera and then hold our our fingers underneath the, just out of screen, just be like, walk into the scene, talk to each other, walk out of the scene, you know? (laughs) 
and I would do the music with my mouth. So like, I have to go. Dun dun dun. Real Hans Zimmer. Really? Yes. Yes. I, I my own musical score, if you will. And I totally got in the class. And so, wow. you know, for a full half day of of school, that pretty much made up all of my elective. Wow. You know, all the credits. That was it. And. For two years, I got to, and that's where my lifelong friends were made. My right. best man of my wedding came from that class. Like, I don't really talk to anyone from high school, but I talked to those, those kids because we were together for like half a day mm-hmm. of class creating TV shows together. Wow, it was amazing. I loved it. So then after that, they're like, "You're gonna go to college?" I'm like, <laughs> "College? I already have all the tools I need. I'm just gonna go right out there." And that no, I I. Squandered my twenties oh, as an indie film, trying to like make my own stuff. Yeah. you know, it was just on the cusp of like YouTube. You can post your material yeah. online. I tried doing that. Man, nobody cares about that. I, I, nobody saw my stuff. The algorithm is so hard to find. No, so you're just screaming into an empty hallway, like, yeah. "Watch my stuff! It's great!" <laughs> Everybody, nobody cares. You know. <laughs> so finally, I'm like he- headed into my thirties, and I'm like, I should go to school. <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time. (laughs) Because any knowledge that I had gained from that high school class is already antiquated. Right. When I was learning it there, it was antiquated because they were dealing with old materials that had been donated to the class. So we're dealing with equipment from the 1970s. I learned how to edit on reel-to-reel two two VHS tapes uh, players put together. And I had to edit. You have to, it's called linear editing. I had to edit in order. Wow. Yeah. I didn't learn how to edit on a computer, non-linear editing, till way later in life. I was old school. Wow. So I went to ODU and went to the film program there. That's, yeah. That's where I really went. And how was that? How that was, was great. It was great. It was a. It was kind of a. I, it's interesting. It was on the. It, it was still a very small program that was still sort of like built into the theater program, mm-hmm. but it had this real DIY feel to it, oh. and it was being taught by this uh, by this. Uh, by this uh, professor who was, uh, re- you know, he was in, he never really worked in the film industry. Oh, <laughs> but nice. He was very self-taught. <laughs> but the boy, the man could wear a scarf. He could. <laughs> <laughs> and so there were some teachers there who, who had worked in the industry at times. And so uh, it was a very uh, small program when I was there. Right. Uh, but it's grown since then, so it's uh-huh. actually really great. Right. But uh, uh, don't mind us. We're don't mind the twister. don't mind the wind tunnel. <laughs> um, it's really good. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of where I actually learned actual. Like I went there as a digital film major, and then I was also a film uh, a film studies minor. So that was like wow. learning film theory. So I was just all immersed in it, and I loved it. Wow, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm jealous of it because I do feel like there is a um, an injustice, at least in our age. I don't know what the school system is now for this kind of stuff, but yeah. I know for like when I went to high school, this never seemed like a possibility. An and I said yeah. this with Matt Birchfield on his episode, where it was like nothing about this was ever brought up to me. Just like even mm-hmm. when I trained to go into pro wrestling, like it, they don't advertise it. Yeah, or they don't advertise properly. It's about who you know. Yeah, in the end, like I was lucky where I was exposed to it at that assembly that I told you about. Right. But then from there my teacher in that class he was great. Uh, he, he said, look, there are different avenues you can go. You can go on to college you can go to film school, you can go to whatever 
you could go become a communications major, which is what a lot of folks do. Yeah. And he said, or you can, you know, probably use this to go straight into getting a job at a TV station, work your way up. That option was presented to me. So this is the ultimate irony of life, right? Yeah. I was offered a paid position working for the city of Virginia Beach at their television production hub. Okay. Because I interned for them during my senior year. Mm-hmm. So then I graduated, and they're like, we really like you, and we'd like you to keep working here. Um, but we can't pay you a lot. It's part-time. We may or may not never hire you at full-time. Do you want to work here? I didn't really want to get into TV. I didn't want to get into news. Right. I didn't want to do any of that. Right. I really wanted to be a filmmaker and make movies. So right. I turned it down. Uh, I now currently... <laughs> work it primarily in television <laughs> for a TV station. Yes. So, <laughs> I ended up where I could have been, I could have been starting uh, forever ago. And God knows where you would have been exactly. by now. Exactly. It, <laughs> it's I love funny. it. It's just funny how that that works. No, but you know what though? You're you're there. You obviously are living. Hello. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> What am I talking about? Yeah. I'm lazy. <laughs> um, but, like, do you still go out there and try to make, like, short films or any projects like that? Not recently. Um, you know, I was doing that for a long time and, you know, doing kind of like the weekend warrior thing where you're yeah. trying to make a a, a, a a project of passion on the weekends. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I was doing that before, you know, when you and I met. I was working at a... I was a, in a call center. Uh-huh. And I was still finishing up ODU. Right. So, like, working on stuff on the side was great. I loved that. That was right. where I got the, the creative juices going. Right. And we started working together on issues. Yeah. Um, but then um, I eventually got a job working at M2 Pictures, which yes. no longer exists. Yeah. But when I was there... You know, when you actually start doing it for a job, yeah. doing stuff on the weekend starts to get, like, I don't feel like doing this on the weekend. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. So, like, I want to do side stuff, and I want to help other people with their stuff. Right. But, you know, when it's a job, it turns into a job. Yeah. It's kind of weird how that happens. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it also, it's harder to stay passionate about it when that happens. Right. Well, I mean, doing it nine to five, yeah. five days a week, mm-hmm. like to go someone else and it's not knocking them at all, but like, yeah. the, it's their time to do that stuff. Like you did it. Yeah. And they'll find where they want to go eventually. Kinda, yeah. Kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like you also, it's not to say... May, and I don't mean to speak for you, but it's not necessarily a bad thing that you have this job. It's like, No, it's great. It's right, great. You're working in the field. I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing at my yeah. age, actually. Yeah. Because I work with a partner, friend of mine, and he he's much younger than I am. Mm-hmm. He's fresh out of school, pretty mm-hmm. much. Oh, wow. And... Uh, you're Danny Glover. <laughs> I am. I am. And I learned a lot from him, actually. He's really great. He's whip smart, knows more than I do. Right. You know? But we teach each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're on a shoot, I know a lot of just, like, random indie film solutions that he's just kind of like, I never would have thought of that. I'm like, right. yeah, man, that's that's DIY, DIY guerrilla filmmaking, it. man. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I came from. Somebody get that foil. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whereas he knows all the real nuts and bolts stuff that he learned in school. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, we, we're a really great partnership. Mm -hmm. And so working in what I do now, primarily, I do commercials now. So okay. I, I direct, write, produce, edit commercials. Okay. And so at any given time, I'm juggling five to ten projects at once in various stages of, of production. Right. You know, one day I'm working on a script. The next day I got to go shoot something. Mm -hmm. Then I got to come back to work to the office and edit whatever I had shot last week. You know right. what I mean? So it's just all over the place. Right. So the last thing I really want to do on the weekend is work on something else right. that I'm not getting paid for. And that, that frustrates me sometimes, though. I don't like feeling that way, yeah. but I do feel that way right now. That's where I'm at, and it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I, I, I still don't think that's like you're writing. You know, I know it's not what you yeah. want to write. And yeah. maybe down the line, you will end up like writing something. I'd like, like to. You, yeah. you yourself would be like, you know what? I can write it. And yeah see where it goes and I'll, t I'll tell you about it off um, yeah. this because I have something that I'm getting started in oh sweet it's and the, actually fuck it I'll talk about it a little bit so <laughs> obviously I'm a podcast guy yeah but I loved filmmaking yeah and I really it, it hurt me because talking to Birchfield a lot it's like oh I would love to work on a film but I have so much to do with this stuff yeah including family time yeah like I have to pick what I want to do. And well, you don't want to take three or four years to make it. To make it. That's... that's you know what that's like. Dude, it's like, the fact that that movie even came out, and I just sit here and, like, people are like, yeah, you only made one movie. Yeah, it took five years to make, pal, okay? Listen. <laughs> you made it, though. That's how I feel. That's what's great about yeah, right. I love that episode, by the way. Because it was, oh, you know, made, yeah, yeah. it made, made me miss you and Matt, obviously. You're right. But I also learned more about Matt. Well, I didn't know. I didn't right. know where he came from and that he had he had spent so much time on, on previous movie sets. I mean, I knew he came from that background. Right. It was great. I love, that's what I love about the about your show. But also, um, going back to what you're saying, I, I, I think that you, you got it made. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody else can. Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, and it's watchable. Yeah, like at you the can go bare on minimum. Yeah, and rent it. Look, I tell people this all the time. Filmmaking is very hard. Yeah, and and so it's made judging film. You have you found this too? You mm. forgive film a lot more than you used to. Yeah, you watch it and you're like, look, okay, <laughs> was the story on point? Maybe not. Right, but you could see the actors. <laughs> It's in focus. You could hear them. <laughs> yeah. That's hard to do yeah. for a whole movie. Yeah. It's hard to capture and recreate good sound. Yeah. That alone right. is a feat. Yeah. So when you're watching a, a movie and you're like, it sounds and look, I can see the actors. Yep. It's in focus <laughs> the whole time. Well done. Well, <laughs> give this guy an Academy you did Award. It. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. So the story stuff, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, the script probably got rewritten. Yeah. You had you ran in some problems on set. You had to change your story. So now your shit doesn't make sense anymore. God knows you had COVID problems. Yes, and had absolutely. To go it or yeah. you're not even in the same room or right. something. But you got it made. Yeah. It was made. Yeah. It's gotta, that, it's gotta feel good. I'm putting that on the damn new poster. I'm you should. Out you a should. new edition. It got it made. Got made. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say about it's the most best movies. Quote. Yeah. It got made. <laughs> Would 
you do. But like, yeah. go, go but no, but I love that. You're kind of wanting to like get back into the game a so little bit. So my game's going to be a little different. Okay. I'm making a scripted horror series. Oh yes. So okay. It'll be a four episode podcast okay. with some visuals with it, no, or it's just, just it's straight so up a radio audio. play it's type radio thing. Play. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I feel like it because I love writing, and I came up mm-hmm. with a bunch of stuff. Hell, I told Birch, I was like, "Oh, I have this great idea," and I keep thinking, like, "When the fuck am I going to film it?" Now, this, if I write it, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about setting up camera, setting nope. up light, nope. setting up this stuff. It's just straight up hold the thing and have them act. Have them act. Are you going to try and do it where the actors are all together, yeah. or where you piece it together? Yeah, no, it'll be. It'll be. We'll record all the sound. Yeah. And you know, if we can get some of the creaking sounds and stuff like that in the Live. house, then it works out. But then get an ADR to right. put an extra special effects afterwards. And stuff. Yeah. Bing bang boom, we got a project. How cool! Yeah. What are you gonna do about music? You gonna have someone do the music or? Maybe. I mean, I do have the um, the guy Billy who did Killer Reunion. Oh right. He actually asked uh, if you know he could come on. I was like, oh okay. yeah, I'll get you on. So I could talk to him and see if there's some kind of score, yeah. some kind of synth or something. You got your actors lined up too? No. 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 Okay. Like this is basically beginning stages, and what I would really like is. You know, try to get it scripted by May. Okay. Act by June. Mm-hmm. Put together by August. Okay. Put it out in October. That is a realistic That's how I feel. outline. Yeah. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't see why you couldn't do that. That's how I feel. It'll get made. That's And you know, <laughs> if it gets made, it's good. But you know what? It's funny you bring that up because that's how I look at Kevin Smith now. If you ever listen yeah. to him give reviews, he's like... It's up there. They're doing it. Well, and he's and the he's the perfect person for, to feel that he's way. The indie he has guy. to feel that he's way. He's the indie guy. Yeah, he made something that he didn't think anybody was going to see. Mm-hmm. But from his perspective, Clerks got made just because he wanted to see it through the, to the end. Because right. of, of where he was in his life. It's really interesting where he was at that time. He was at a crossroads. Very similar to where I was when I decided to go to ODU, where I'm right. just like, what do I do? Right. I'm like, I'm headed into my 30s. I, I'm, I got no prospects you know right. i'm working at a telemarketing job mm-hmm. i'm trying to do this film stuff but you know there's nothing around here i mean right. i knew that stuff had been filmed around here right but you know i didn't know anybody who was directly connected to those movies to get in on the set i mean i could go i could have gone and been a pa on something or whatever right but that wasn't what i wanted to do and you know to be fair that was also because you get impatient and you're like well i want to you know make a movie from the ground up and i was very inspired by kevin smith because he just did it yeah. You know? Yeah. But you get to a point where you're like, well, I, I, I'm not going to... Kevin Smith already did it. Yeah. So that's, you, there are they're no... They're not looking for that. They're not looking for that. Because that already happened. And he did it pre-internet. And yeah. And that's where a lot of, right. like, where I feel... Well, and, and Sundance top, Festival like, helped him with that. And yeah. He got, he, yeah. He got bought by the Weinsteins. And so right. that, that, that was it. But, like... It doesn't really happen like anymore. you said, you're like... I can put it on YouTube. Yeah. And that's why Killer Reunion's not on YouTube, is because I said, I want something not that. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, we've done it. There's a lot of promises of, like, sure. what's going to happen. Oh, we'll get it on the local TV or right. whatever. But, like, I wanted to make sure this project did not go that route of YouTube. Right. And that's, it could be an ego thing. It could it's be, not, though. It's a realistic thing. Yeah. That would have been viable to try in like yeah. 2005 
right. when YouTube was new. Right. And you could put it on there and somebody finds get it. Get hundreds of views exactly. into something. Yeah. That's just not YouTube anymore. YouTube right. now has become the new... You know, it's, it's like anything. You know, eventually you're the new big thing and then you become the system. Yep. YouTube is now part of the system. Yeah. You know, it didn't used to be. Now it is. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg and Lucas, when they came out, they were the, the bad boys who were like storming the gates of the old studio system. Yeah. They crumbled it down. They got in. They built wall behind them. Yeah. And they became the this system. The yeah. Think right. about it. They are yeah. the new system now. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to hear like, you know, when Steven Spielberg film Jaws. Yeah. He's hands on. He's in it. Yeah. He's going in. And then, you know, I hear, oh, when he's filming War of the Worlds, he's flying. That was a great story, by the way. Yeah. He's coming in on a helicopter. Lance comes, does the scene, and gets back on and leaves. Tell them action. Action. Good. Good. TC, you love it? I love it. Didn't he say say that they got back on the helicopter and left? Like, that's all he came in for? But when you think about it, the man has a million things going on. Yeah. Because his assistant told him, you film this scene, then yeah. you need to get back to the office to yeah. Skype into something because the producers need you to watch this yeah. TV Bay show. Yeah, you to watch right. this Transformers Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a businessman He's a businessman. He's not a filmmaker. He's a businessman. He's barely a filmmaker. And I, yeah. I say that with love. I yeah. love Spielberg. Yeah. Did you see West Side Story? No, I need to. It just came back on HBO Max. I loved it. It's really really good. Yeah, I hear great things about it. It's fantastic. It's Spielberg at his best, in my opinion. What do you feel about streaming now? Because I feel like now it's a... uh, (sighs) That's a loaded question. I love this. This is great. It's the Wild West right now, in my opinion. Because you do... I feel like, as a person, the theatrical experience is such a changed thing. Thing now. Well, let me ask you this. Do yeah. you miss theaters? Yes. Okay. And this, I say that till I get there and I get mad at home dudes. At everybody. Just, yeah. Nung, 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 and you're nung. like, I could be doing this at home. Right. Yeah. However, is there anything better than you're watching something and something amazing happens on screen and everybody collectively like... It just happened with Spider-Man. Exactly. Perfect example. The last big thing I saw in the theater where the theater experience was so rewarding was Endgame. Yeah. Just yeah. like, yes! We are collectively feeling this culmination of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... And that's kind of... It's funny to answer your question earlier about where I'm at with superhero movies right now. Like, Endgame was a real turning point for me where I kind of was like, I think I'm good with superhero movies for a while. Right. There was such a crescendo to that. Where afterwards, I'm like, I'm good for a while. Right. I didn't see Spider-Man... I don't think I've seen Spider-Man. It was the one where he goes to London? Yeah. I never saw that. (laughs) Which made the new one a little weird because Robin had to like... Well, she had to like lean over and say, "Let notes? me tell you the significance of this entire storyline and why you need to understand who the f they're talking about." He killed. You know, it's like it's like a whole freaking thing. What's I, I, I didn't know. I was like, "That seems important. I probably should have saw that." Like it begins yeah. literally where the where it, le- where it leaves off, and I was like, "Oh, it's picking up where the other movie leaves off." She goes, "Yeah." I was like, "I probably should have." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have." <laughs> But, you know, you catch up. Man, you know, I get it. Look up Wikipedia synopsis real quick in the dark. <laughs> Dude's looking at Wikipedia. He's like, 
Okay. Oh, oh, Jay Gyllenhaal. I didn't know he was in that. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. You know, and then it's like, you know, half the movie's done. I'm like, I'm up to speed. <laughs> just in time for the new stuff. But Endgame was just so great that I was just kind of like, I'm going to take a break from superhero movies. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I... I've been trying to watch more indie stuff. I've been trying to watch, like... Uh, and that's what's been great about streaming. Because that indie stuff doesn't go into theaters anymore. No. They don't want to spend the money nope. and lose it. Nobody's going to theaters to watch that. Right. You're watching small indie stuff at home. Right. Because the... I, I like that. I yeah. like watching a small indie film by, you know, uh, by Alfonso Cuaron yeah. in my house. Yeah. Because I've got no distractions... Yeah. I can pause it to go take a piss. Yeah, like <laughs> if I need to. Nothing. I don't miss nothing. And not only that, like subtitles, I'm, subtitles. You need the subtitles. To, Some like, of these movies, <laughs> the way that they're mixed. What is? I know I sound like an old man, but that, what's up with these movies? Like Christopher Nolan movies are so hard to well, hear. You don't know what anybody's saying. All of them talk no. like pain. Let's all talk like this. <laughs> Someone knocks on the door. Yeah, it's the loudest thing in the world. You gotta ride the volume, the yeah. whole movie. It's I, I and I also think our equipment now is way different. Like I have yeah, a that's 70 true. inch TV. Yeah. Like and hell, if I wanna get real, I got a projector that I can put outside put up. for yeah. hundred inches. Yeah. So I can do a semi theatrical experience. Yeah. You will experience it in the way it was intended. Right. But Where, but in the theater is the, the theater the, the something else. Now I will say this: I went to go see the Batman. Okay, obviously, um, but it was wild, and this is no spoilers to it. I it was a applaud that I gave it. Okay, and also a slap to the face to the audience. In okay, my opinion, all right, is like like I want to slap them, right? Not them, but. The movie is just a 1990s crime thriller. Yeah, that's what I've heard that it it's, does. It's, that's great. It's Chinatown meets Seven. Cool. But here's my problem. Is that what it's going to take you people to go see a movie? Is slap a mask on an old story? I, that's an interesting thing, yeah. It's like, you know, there used to be a time when romantic comedies With used to big, rule. Like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Julia Roberts is in it. Everyone saw it. We're going. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just not like that anymore. And I think that's where the streaming aspect comes. Now, Julia Roberts in the Netflix movie, it's going to get 50 million streams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, again, it's that comfort at home. I, it's I, it's a weird thing. I I both love and hate it. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. It's like, you know, we all grew up going to the theater. Yeah. And so you can never imagine not doing that. Right. But then, even before COVID, to be honest, I was already kind of waiting for stuff to come out yeah i was like well that looks like one i'll wait for i'll get around yeah and then when really? covid happened that's all we got and then i was like i don't really miss it that much uh-huh. but then when we went back i believe the first one i saw back in the theater what was my first i don't remember okay it might have been spider-man okay i was like ah oh, well this is great this is what this is great yeah. yeah oh i took i took dale to go see Encanto. Oh, nice. We went to theater for that. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It, family stuff. You remember, has, oh, this has is Dale what, gone to this is what families do. before this? No, that was her first one. Okay, yeah. Because when she was the right age, COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> so she, we couldn't go anywhere. Well, but yeah, my kid's turning four, and I'm like, I can't wait to take you to a theater. 
Yeah. Just for a movie. Just for anything. Just to see what your like yeah. reaction is. Because yeah. it's very big to me. Like yeah. I have vivid memories seeing Batman eighty nine. Yeah, Still, me too. Like walking into Same. the theater that um, the old AMC outside of Lynn Haven Mall. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that carding It's a card place, where, place yeah, now. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Well, like, I remember just going inside the actual theater. Yeah. And it was like they put a bat cave over the door. Yeah. That was bitching. No, that was back when those movies were events. And, yeah. And the marketing was insane. And 89, oh, yeah. you know, Batman 89 changed the game once again for movies. Yeah. It was... It redefined what a blockbuster could do. Yeah, yeah. I just remember back then, like that was it all the time. I, I mean, say what you will of the film. Like I saw Star Trek Five: Final Frontier so did in I. theater, and like they were selling the pins. Yeah, right there, and it's like, oh yeah, I How want that cool. pin while I watch Kirk talk to God. What does God need with a Star Trek? <laughs> What does God? It's a great question. What does God need with the starship? I mean, he won't wrong. That's like the turning point of the whole thing. It's like it's like. Excuse me. Excuse me. What does God need with the starship? Oh shit! He's right. Yeah, aren't you? Because the rest of them were ready to go along with it, but he's like, but, but why? Excuse me. That's a great moment. The movie is like objectively insane. Yes, but. There are some great moments in that. The camping stuff is great, too. I love yeah. the camping scene between oh, the three yeah, of them. Well, make it, it, character-wise. Character-wise. It gives them something, because I feel and like... they have a history. Yes. You know, I love that. They yeah. have the history, and you're watching it. You don't need an expositional explanation as to why Spock and Bones don't get along. You just know they don't. Yeah. They've yeah, been yeah. not getting along for, for years. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's great about those, oh, those movies yeah. is they have a collective history. You just pick up right where you left off. You already know what's going on. Yeah. I love Star Trek. I can talk about Star Trek all fucking day. Guess what? We have a second episode coming. You didn't know this. Uh, we have a second episode coming, so we will get into more Star Trek stuff. Um, before we finish this one, though, yeah. like... Where, Ezra, five years from now, where do you kind of want to be? I would love to only be directing. Okay. And I have a I have a plan in place. Okay. Uh, plan in place. Yeah, I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> what a question. <laughs> well, it sounded like I said pan and pace in my head. I'm like that doesn't sound right. I need no. a pan Communication a is our business, so this is great. <laughs> um, I would like to just direct, like, and yeah. I love my job now because mm-hmm. it's varied. So, right. like, like I had said to you before, any given day I'm writing something, and then I got to do some producing, and then the next day I'm shooting, and then I get back from the shoot, and I got to edit something that I shot last week. Right. That's pretty much my week. Right. Uh, and it's great because it's keeping me young. And energized, and it forces creativity. Yeah. There are days where I have to sit down, and I'm staring at a blank computer screen, and I'm just like, okay, you gotta write this commercial, <laughs> and all I want to do is lay down and not think about anything. Like, yeah. this is the last thing I feel like doing right now. Yeah. There's times when I have to go to a shoot, like, you know, up across the river, or I gotta go to a shoot that I know it's gonna take four hours, and I don't feel like shooting today. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know... Yeah. What I want to get to in my life is where I've only got one job, mm-hmm. and I just want to direct. Just focus on that. Yeah, and so I think that my plan is to get into directing commercials. I think that's going to be wow. my long-term plan, to be honest, is I'd like to 
I like the world of commercials. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of room for creativity. Mm-hmm. There are avenues that I can go where I'm doing stuff for clients that are more free form, long form stuff mm-hmm. that sh- that are on different platforms from television. Right. There's a lot of advertising now, obviously on online. There's a lot of opportunity to do to do, to do different stuff right. that maybe also can carry over into maybe getting to some documentary stuff. Oh so, man! So that's like the long term plan. Yeah. And and so in five years, my hope is to be on that path to doing a little bit less of the of the the grind with mm-hmm. the local spots and to be moving on to bigger stuff. That'd be awesome. I think I have. It's nice to have that because right. I it, there's. I, I have a path forward in a way I never did. Yeah. I'm glad I don't work in Hollywood. Yeah. Not going to film school when I was 19 was the best decision I ever made for yeah. various reasons. I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have the family I have. Yeah. I wouldn't have the lifelong friends that I have. You know, I have friends that I met doing theater at TCC that have become my absolute family. Yeah. I I wouldn't have that if I had taken a different route and tried to get into Hollywood when I was young. Right. Would I be directing films in Hollywood right now? I don't know. Who knows? Right. But I don't think I'd be happy. Yeah. I don't know if like the Hollywood way is just for me. I love this area. I want to mm-hmm. stay here. Mm-hmm. But I have no intention of moving. Right. So I want to be able to be a commercial director who gets on a plane, goes to direct something, then comes back home here. Yeah. That's my goal. I think it's possible because, I like, hope so. and I love, like, this journey you've gone on where it is. It's it, like you wouldn't have this life. Don't worry about the road not taken. Yeah. Because the direction you're going, yeah. it seems like you are going to end up doing what you want to do. Where, yeah. you know, you said, oh, I don't want to work in TV, but TV did get you to a point yeah. where now you could go that direction. I, it's It's funny. I always tell people who are like, should I go to film school? Shouldn't I go? I always say, look, there's no right or wrong answer to that. Right. What I'm going to say to you is this. If you go to film school, you're not going to walk out of there feeling like you learned how to make film. Right. You're going to walk out of there with the connections and the networking necessary to get started. Yeah. To really learn. Because yeah. you're not really going to learn anything until you get on a set. Yep. I went to four years at ODU doing film. Right. My first time on a set was a New Dominion Pictures production of A Haunting. I was an actor. Oh, wow. I was just a day player. Mm-hmm. Barely got paid anything, whatever. It's great. Yeah. But just sitting there and absorbing the set right. and hearing all the how it works. the lingo and the yeah. how it works. And, you know, it's a it was a professional set, but it was still, you know, a very low budget, yeah. true crime yeah. show. Yeah. Or Haunting. It was, a you know, the supernatural show. One of those discovery. Re- recrea- re- yeah, recreation shows. Recreation shows, shows yeah. I learned more in that day yeah. than I did in four years of school. That's fucking right. I was like, I got to get on set. This is yeah. where you have to, that's what you got to do. Yeah. And so now, you know, now I kind of run my own set as a commercial director, but I keep those th- lessons I learned. I keep film school in my mind, but I tell people every job I've gotten mm-hmm. that has been a step up came from somebody that I knew at ODU. Really? The M2 job was from someone I went to school with. Mm-hmm. When I was in trouble and M2 went underground or went out, um, out of business, happened. And I got that from Matt Wade. Really? Matt Wade got me that. Oh, wow. I just. <laughs> Whatever. And, I can edit it. Yeah. <laughs> but when I got that job, yeah. Matt Wade got me there. Wow. And I forgot he had a 
part there. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in between jobs, someone that I knew at ODU worked at another local production company that hired me as a freelancer. Like, everything happens it's about who you know. you know. And a lot of that came from school. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty rad, though. I mean, it's nice that, you know, your friends got your back, you got their back. Yeah. And it's just, you guys continue that through all these years of filmmaking. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Ezra Peterson, if you would like to plug anything, that's what I ask everybody. I got nothing to plug, really. I tell people to, you know, I, I, I'd like to plug your future stuff, actually, <laughs> because that project sounds great. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, I'd love to come back. Yeah, oh, have me back. Absolutely. And uh, maybe I, mean, I'll I wasn't have... kidding. There's a second episode, so get ready. <laughs> I don't do solos anymore. Hooray! I don't do solos. So uh, we're going to do something a little different. Sounds great. So uh, Ezra Peterson, thank you for coming on. And check out next week when Ezra Peterson plays Drinking Game. <laughs> Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. And please remember to always drink responsibly.